Happy New Year! You're watching The Tesla Life with your host, Mark Coughlin! You got claps at Happy New Year. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the new year and to the show. Here we are on uh, show number 288. And uh, what's today? It's the 4th of January, 2023. All 1-4 four, at 4-1 over here. <laughs> four days in. Four days. And with us, as always, we've got a new new host that wants the earphones. <laughs> it's Moto here, that's uh, trying to uh, sabotage Casey's uh, <laughs> camera time. Well, she's happy about it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Casey. How are you and baby doing today? We're doing pretty well. She's uh, developing and uh, excited. Got her little uh, teeth gel on, so we're, we're doing great. You, you're going to have to get her your own pair of uh, headphones. That's that's coming soon. <laughs> I can, see, I can, I can, I can put see up to four on here. <laughs> And from the West Coast, we have Mr. Patrick Connor joining us. How are you today, sir? Hello, I'm good, and I'm, I'm staying warm with the new uh, Festivus present I got. Can you see that? Ah, look at that. I didn't know it came in black. <laughs> I would have got it in black instead of red. I didn't know it came in red. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Very yeah, good. So the Christmas warm over here. are in, in full flare. This week, actually, last week, Casey, you were wearing the the red one, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, let's uh, take a look at the news that we've got to report, and uh, going to start with uh, Tesla oh, celebrating. Before we go to news, do you have? Do, do we want to do the predictions thing? We talked. We teased yeah, it last week. But okay. if we. If we uh, if you're not prepared, we can we can I'm, put it off I'm another ready. week. I just we only we only had recorded one uh, prediction, and that was of course sales. Uh, yeah. For 2022. Was it sales or production? I only do production predictions. Well, but whatever we can we can. It's. I guess you could say they're not that far different. Or really, I, we weren't specific uh, when we okay. recorded it, so we'll have to be specific right. about next year. But. Okay. Uh, for this year, uh, Patrick, do you have the actual number? Um, 1.7 million. No, sorry. <laughs> 1.37 million. I, I, okay, I, I missed a digit. Wow, 1.37 million. 1.37. Okay, 1.37 <laughs> million. So last year, at, on New Year's or the day after, uh, we predicted... I predicted a 1.8 million. Casey predicted a 1.5 million. Yep. And Patrick, he went 1.55 million. Yeah, I was going to do 1.5 and the Casey went before me and took my number. So I, I had to decide whether I was going to be optimistic or pessimistic. And uh, so I went up. Although then somebody after on our stream said 1.42, and I was like, oh, 1.42. That should have been the answer. 1.420. Yes. So whoever said that one was closer than the three of us. So, so yes. they win. And our, 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 David, our David was aggressive, but his, his number actually is going to match the, assuming nothing goes wrong, is going to match or, or, or be low for the production for this year. Our okay, so Russell. yeah, we, sh we should put David in the, in the uh, we can just carry his, uh, was it 2.2 .2 million? Yeah, David uh, G forward. was in the list at two point two million. Right. Yeah. Uh, our friend Russell, one point three million. Oh. Paul, He's... one point three eight million. Uh -oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Paul was really close. Georgia, one point four seven million. Wow. Hockey Day, one point four five million. Wow, very good. David G, 2.2 million, as mentioned. Paul K, 1.69 million. <laughs> J24, nice. uh, 1.5 million. Oh. And Derek, 
rounds out our recorded voting at 1.25 million. Nice. <laughs> so far off. Not I'll take bad. our averages. We had, we're real close there. We had some really close votes there. Uh, yeah. You just and, closed uh, my off. <laughs> And no, no, no one, work. no one voted on a dollar. Uh, I've got a report to do tonight. No one voted on a dollar. <laughs> Bri- Brianna Wu did. <laughs> She's like Elon's going out of business. Scared All right, I have to go so what, what, like, what I would like everyone wow. to do is, I'm going to give you a week to think about it. Okay. And next week, we're going to lock in the votes. And Can we wait until after the um. Shareholder meeting? No, <laughs> some guidance. Don't wait until after the, we're going to give you a week to think about it. Okay? okay. And that's everyone in the chat room as well. So, Anders and Derek, David, uh, you guys think about it as well. Hockey Day. Uh, get Think about your vote. And next week at the beginning of the show, we'll take and record the votes uh, for 2023 production sales. Thank you. No, wait. Production <laughs> or sales? <laughs> I like that. We're just going to combine like them. That still, way, whichever still could one... go either way, right? Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> well, especially if they have another spread like they had this quarter. I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Okay. So yeah. think it's about not like it, there's everyone. like a, a prize and, uh, or a monetary something to it. So and I think we will record and see uh, how we can hone in those numbers a little closer. The over, I was the most, no, uh, David G was the most optimistic with 2.2 million. But yes. uh <laughs> We were, yeah, we were, we had a number of close votes, so that's that's kind of cool. So we'll have to see. And there was a lot of adversity this year, wasn't there? There's a yes. ton of adversity that happened uh, when it comes oh, yeah. to production numbers. So we'll have to. Uh, so this will be we're going to do uh, production, not sales. So okay, uh, okay. what is production? production. Okay. Um, right. And I think two, over time two, those numbers right? are going to drift. Yes. farther apart ever because if you're yeah. making a, a bunch of vehicles every week the ones that are the last two weeks you really can't deliver most of the time so, if you so that better as the as, year goes on like yeah it's, it's, it's more like a percentage of weeks. production and as their production goes up that is going to be a higher yeah that, that percentage equates to a larger number of cars as the years exactly. go, goes by yeah so yeah. what you what you don't want to see of course is that uh your your five percent number grows to ten percent and fifteen percent and twenty percent. That's what you don't want to see. Yes, then then you have a real problem. You've got yes. a problem. You definitely yeah. got a problem at that point. So I've got I've got two breaking items. Go Ooh. ahead. Okay, so there was a tragic case with a surprisingly happy ending of a uh, gentleman who decided to drive his Model Y and family off a cliff called Devil Slide. Yeah, uh, I saw that. made it out with minor injuries. The children made it out safely. And then uh, we have our so second we, reported before, before we, fire. Before we leave oh, that we, one, though. Yeah. So this vehicle went off a cliff on the Pacific coast. Yes. It fell 250 feet. Yes. And In, um, into rocks. Rocks. Yeah. And when, when you see the, the what was left of that Model Y, it was amazing that anybody lived. It yes. was just trashed. And yet they, um, all four of them lived. And I guess the children only had minor injuries. Um, the adults, the quote was um, non-life-threatening injuries. So they did have some injuries. Uh, but but, the, but uh, the locals on the scene, the first responders said, it's a miracle that anybody's alive. That yeah. is a true testament to uh, that vehicle's safety rating. Um, and, and then we have to touch on later the... Uh, husband father who was driving was arrested and they uh, allegedly he did this intentionally yes as a suicide and kill your family that's just i i I hope he's getting medical treatment because that's some sort of depression or or something uh and and obviously he was not in his right mind because that's just crazy exactly uh here is a Video clip, two hundred yeah. over two hundred fifty feet. It was a Model Y. Now it is a safety cage that, that did its job. Oh, that, um, that, that's mm-hmm. a testament to that crumple zone up front for sure. Yes, uh, and the cage uh, that supports it. So that's that's good news there. Uh, but uh, as Patrick mentioned, uh, that's 
what kind of uh, state of mind was that person in that uh, decided to take or try to take everyone's life? Um, yeah. And this isn't the first so anti-suicide that happened in a Tesla. Like, and usually it is going off a cliff and it doesn't usually work. Uh, one, one of them, the hospital wasn't able to save him after the fact, but that uh, mm. it, he did survive for quite a while after uh, that one was a Model S. Uh, the other, the other item I, I found was a uh, the second Megapack fire. Uh, it was on the portable supercharger uh, trailers that Tesla uses uh, over at uh, I believe it was at Baker, um, and uh, and then so looking at the pictures of it, it was interesting to me that the supercharger cabinets were okay, and the supercharger posts pedestals that were furthest away from the Megapack were okay, but the Megapack was was toast. And uh, that's only two out of several tens of thousands. So just like the cars, it's not a frequent common occurrence. So don't don't freak out about it. Just right. Know. But it's a lot of energy in a compact place, and things well, aren't going to hours. happen. There's yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and the nice thing is that they install them in such a way that they have space between them. They have uh, they have containment, so it doesn't spread to the next one. They can get in there and get uh, put the, the the fire out. <laughs> she's she's cupping my hand gestures. Derek <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> said WWE baby style. <laughs> it's a cage yeah. match. Right? Two <laughs> enter, one <laughs> leaves. <laughs> we know uh, she's Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> right. Next, uh, let's go to Norway, uh, where hey. Tesla celebrates its one hundred thousandth. Tesla delivery in the country. So 100,000 vehicles. And you may ask, well, how big is Norway? Well, Norway is about 5, 5.3, 5.4 million people. Yeah. So uh, that's one uh, big city. It's worth it. That's what quite... else do they do in Norway there, Mark? They get snow. Well, uh, they said <laughs> they broke a 53 year old record set by the Volkswagen. Uh, oh, Beetle. we said that last week. So I, oh, yes. I was going to touch on that. Right. So. <laughs> That's fine, but yes, that's another record that no, they broke. Together. A one-year uh, totally uh, total car record that uh, broke the Beatles' record from the '60s. So, uh, right, over seventeen thousand cars, I think, uh, were sold. So that was yeah. uh, that was a big deal. Oh, baby, pass off. <laughs> so this establishes the new record, right? So it made yeah. news when they broke the record, and now they've set the new bar. But and it's uh, not like they just passed it at the last week of the year. They passed it, you know, a week ago. So. Yeah. Another yeah. interesting fact about Norway, of course, is that it's the, the most EV-centric uh, country in the world uh, per capita. Um, yeah. What's interesting is that, that Norway at this point, um, through last quarter, 80% of their cars they sold were EVs. Wow. Yeah. So that is a huge number. Uh, obviously... The whole country is switching at this point. It's yeah. it's it's a foregone conclusion. And in fact, uh, a few other auto uh, dealers are starting to figure this out. And I believe it was Hyundai yes. has mm -hmm. decided that they are not going to sell uh, ICE cars anymore in Norway. They're switching yeah. to completely EVs and only EVs in that country. So uh, that's uh, another another victory uh, for the EV movement as as the country, you know, of Norway, which is granted EV centric at this point, yeah. uh, is uh, there's there's car manufacturers that are starting to figure out that we shouldn't even bother anymore. It's not worth it. Uh, the mm -hmm. country's switching. It's switched. We need to go along with this. And I look forward to other European countries that start that type of switch and seeing the numbers here in North America climb uh, to uh, to a point where an auto manufacturer looks at it and says, there's no point in selling ICE vehicles anymore in this, uh, in this territory or area. You so might say can... the ICE is starting to crack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a big step on our way towards a future free from fossil fuels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, to the point also that Norway is, is going to exceed their, uh, their, their fossil phase out. So this is, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're going to do it early. Yeah, they're on the... Actually, as a country, I believe Norway is banning um, 
gas vehicle car sales by 2025. So it's almost there. Like almost there. just a couple of years away from uh, a complete and utter ban for new vehicles, that is, uh, for passenger vehicles. While still selling their oil to everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, most profitable dealers are the ones that aren't users. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Economics 101. <laughs> well, also, especially considering the geopolitics of the area at the moment, it's a good thing they didn't need to tap their own supply. Yeah. Yeah, a lot going on in Europe where people are looking for better energy sources, for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Next... Not just California, David. Also, everybody who does California emissions. So that's 14 states. That's true. Next story. There's a new documentary uh, that is it's it's in production. Some of it is out apparently. Uh, yeah. Found this out on Twitter um, that uh, a new a new documentary film crew has decided that they were going to document traveling in two Teslas, a Model X, Model Three, uh, from the tip of Alaska all the way down to the southern tip of Argentina. So a complete traveling of North and South America uh, by electric vehicle. And uh, I've got a photo here that I can share. And uh, somebody asked them on their Twitter feed uh, that um, how they got across the Darien Gap. Did they take the ferry? And they said, sadly, sadly, no, which tells me that they didn't take the ferry. They didn't, well, they could, could have taken a plane, cargo plane. Oh, okay. Um, because there is no traversing of that one part. Um, right. Not, well, not by vehicle. One, one expedition did it ever uh, in automobiles, and that was in the 60s. Okay. And they didn't, they didn't do so well. They entered with five cars and exited with two. <laughs> oh, well, that's a serious problem then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, but that, that, that stretch of road has never been opened. In fact, it's, it's dense jungle where your path uh, is quickly recovered again by growth, even if you chop it out with machetes. Uh, apparently wow. it's, it's one of the fastest thickets of jungle in the world. Yeah. You so, and McGregor had that show, The Long Way Up, where yep. they, yeah, did a similar thing. And I was wondering, actually, if this group uh, in the documentary, if it'll show that they'll maybe stopping at some of those Rivian sites that were installed, especially through South America. Nice. Mm -hmm. So I'm um, I'm wondering if uh, that is going to because all those sites were on PlugShare. Uh, they were added and uh, they were. I don't know if they were still maintained to this point, uh, but uh, they were put in place uh, for Rivian's contribution to that uh, that show with Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Oh. Breakneck Trent's going to do that in his Cybertruck when he gets it. Right. <laughs> do you see that? <laughs> Nice. That'll be fun. Uh, did they drive through Oregon? Because if they did, they didn't stop and say hi. <laughs> they had to have driven through Oregon because uh, they did the whole coast. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see the the final. I saw a little snippet of one of their one of their days, and I was like, oh, wait, I need to close this and, and wait and watch the, the final. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll definitely be tuning into that because I really enjoyed the Ewan McGregor one. Uh, the scenery was fantastic uh, in that show, mm -hmm. so I'm expecting more of the same there. Yeah. Next, Casey's got a story about Fremont Factory and uh, about a parking lot that was opened up to do something. Yeah. So uh, right before our winter holiday here. Um, for Christmas Eve, uh, the Fremont lot, from what we could tell, was dry, according to the drone army. And then on Boxing Day, the Fremont lot was not just full. It was so full, they had to move the employee cars and use the south parking lot. And uh, it was a sight to behold. They were they were cranking them out for that, that year-end push. Yeah, so the last week, uh, they were they were pushing as hard as they could uh, with, uh, with vehicle sales uh, deliveries, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if uh, if you were looking at the website, especially if you happen to be in central uh, California, yeah, uh, you know, that would be a, a big plus that you'd be able to check out the website and see any leftover vehicles and take advantage of that uh, that hefty uh, 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 non-tax write-off right. uh, that was, was available to people. So yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's they were like, uh, come on down to the factory and pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> 
No tour. No tour. But you nope. can pick it up from the factory. <laughs> and that was kind of interesting that um, I knew I knew a lot of places, uh, especially on the East Coast and where I was located, people were complaining that there was no inventory to select from. Like there was nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but uh, I guess in California, if you're you're lucky enough to have a factory in your backyard that actually is pushing them out onto the lot and to the south lot for sale, uh, it was a lot easier uh, to get your hands on one. I wonder if Texas would have been like that if they didn't have such politics. Yeah, yeah. But hopefully, uh, so so the day before that changes in the next two or next year. We'll see. We'll see. So the day before, like there was plenty of selection because the thirty-seven fifty. Excuse me, it was enough that most people that, that could uh, and, and thought they were going to get the credit, they were just waiting. But uh, then Tesla said, uh, why wait? And people said, yeah, why? And then the cars were gone. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. And that was for the uh, year-end push, uh, which uh, we're going to get into now with Patrick. And uh, let's talk some, some extended numbers uh, that were published just a, a day after New Year's Day. Right. Um, so this is coming to us from Tesla Roddy, Simon Alvarez. And uh, so this is our production numbers, uh, deliveries uh, for Q4. And then, of course, that means for the year. And uh, we, we touched on this earlier. It was uh, 1.37, not 1.7, 1. 1.37 <laughs> uh, production for the year. And... Um, uh, if you can share, he's also got the breakdown of Model S and X. They produced 20,000, delivered 17,000, rounding. Uh, Model 3 and Y, which they, uh, uh, Tesla lumps these together in these groupings, which uh, I think is fine because uh, a lot of the analysts get caught up on the details of where the mix is and what's changing. And uh, it, it's just, it, it's pointless. So anyway, uh, production... 419,000 3 and Y deliveries of uh, 388,000. So that's our, uh, that's Q4. And then um, we've got the breakdown on the uh, SNX for the year and the 3 and Y for the year. And uh, I'll just run through these quickly. Uh, 71,000 SNX production and 1.3 million uh, model three and Y production, which is uh, which tells you the uh, if it's one point three seven, the uh, seven is their S and X. So uh, yeah. there was a time where Musk said that uh, um, Tesla's business rises and falls with the three and the Y, and they just do the S and X uh, for I think he said nostalgia reasons or something. Right, right, and, and uh, now I see exactly what he means. It it, it the, is. The... It's, if the you SNX, round off to 1.4, it's the one that disappears. Exactly. The SNX are capable of doing, uh, last time they gave us an update, the SNX were capable of doing uh, 2,000 a week. And mm -hmm. uh, when you divide that out, they only did 1,300 a week. Uh, right. Although they did yes, have to they've, resume. Yeah, <laughs> they've had 100,000 vehicle years with just the SNX. And so we see that their sales are not growing. And a lot of that's being cannibalized by the 3 and the Y. Also, um, keep in mind, keep in mind that the S and the X have not have just recently been released into Europe. Uh, yeah, just happened, true. and uh, and China as well. Uh, right. So you could see Our some higher re numbers as time goes along. But uh, that's true. Yeah, because that that same year long gap that we had in the states, the uh, the rest of the world is just coming off of that same gap now. Yeah, that's also, also the S and X use more chips and more batteries, so they they weren't really. Uh, unless it was applied, they weren't really trying to push it. Right. And when you're constrained, you want to uh, make as many as you can, which means you don't put them in the vehicles that need more, which is kind of the same reason that we haven't seen the semi uh, when they probably technically could have delivered it over a year ago, but yeah. they just didn't want to starve everything else to make that happen. And that, we, we saw that with power walls for a while also. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it makes sense. And mega packs. And power packs. Yes, exactly. Is anyone yeah. disappointed that the Semi 36 Plus weren't on that chart? Yeah, they said it was not part <laughs> of the numbers. So uh, those yeah, 36 they, vehicles were not there, apparently. Were they, they not paid? Them. They should, uh, yeah. Like, why wasn't it its own category? Uh, or, right. You know, or other. Yeah. 
we know um, what the other is, but why not other? <laughs> that's a very yeah, good point. It is interesting. You know, 36 is a, you know, a rounding error for Tesla at this point, but, but uh, it would have been nice to see that, that new version of vehicle uh, yeah. made it uh, to the uh, quarterly numbers. Cause as far as we're concerned, uh, the, that number is certainly going to grow and become meaningful. Mm -hmm. So right, I wonder. So you don't have to report things until there are certain thresholds that are exceeded. Oh, so okay. it, it was probably below that that they don't need it in their uh, detailed breakdown of what they do in their SEC filings and other. And um, I don't know that their that their pricing has been released publicly. Uh, so you could reverse engineer the numbers if you knew how many they delivered and what total revenue they're showing for that pretty easily. Yeah. So they're probably not disclosing that for that reason. Yeah. Although uh, if they bought Founder Series, so they should have been 200 grand. Uh, and I would hope they bought Founder Series to be the first ones delivered. It um, doesn't mean they're well, going to stay if, that price. If Pepsi is a development partner, they might be doing other stuff. Oh, they might get a, them. a discount. They might get a deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Tesla doesn't do a lot of those, but if it's, hey, we know there are going to be beta type issues and we want to, you know, have engineers ride along on half your drives or whatever. Right. And have, <laughs> the, have them write the service and... manual in your shop. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes sense. This is a new class of vehicle for them. This is something that's never been done before that they would uh, want to do some special handholding. And and then as a as on the other side of it, Pepsi has to get something for that. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I take there you go. Discount rather than cashback. <laughs> yeah, so we'll look forward to an earnings call uh, coming up. Yeah, and um, see what the details are in that. Um, and uh, did I have that in the listing? Oh, I did. Okay, so we'll get to that. Um, next, uh, Patrick's also going to help us out with uh, some of the weird things about the IRA tax credit uh, that we learned just recently. Yes. Yeah. So um, Mark had a, a story in here and I decided to go find another one because uh, the, this <laughs> one on Engadget makes it so much more clear. Uh, the, instead of just saying, oh, yeah, there's some issues, it calls it straight out. The Tesla Model Y could fall afoul of new EV tax credit eligibility rules. So here, their tagline is some versions are too light to be classified as an SUV and too expensive to qualify as a car. So uh, you normally want to like try to thread the needle to get things just right. And uh, it looks like someone took the needle and just moved the eye of it to mess up Tesla. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and uh, not just Tesla, but mostly Tesla. You had uh, Tesla, right. Volkswagen, and Ford. Right. Everybody else so, got what they needed. <laughs> yeah, so the, there Including is a limit. plug-in hybrids and regular hybrids. Yes, that's probably the most offensive part of this. Um, but uh, let me just set a little more background. Absolutely. So vans, SUVs, and pickups can be priced as high as $80,000 and still qualify for the credit, where other vehicles, sedans and the type, have to be under $55,000 to get the credit. So whether, it depends on if you have a $60,000 vehicle, if, it if it's classified as an SUV, it qualifies for the incentive. And if it's classified as a sedan, it does not. Well, Model Y, depending on which variant you get, is either classified as uh, an SUV or not. And that's just weird. So if you get the seven seat variant with, with three rows, that qualifies. Uh, the five seat variant with two rows, well, it depends on if you can get it under the $55,000 price tag or not. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it's that's just weird. <laughs> and that same weirdness persists on the Volkswagen. If you get it as two-wheel drive, it doesn't count. But if you get it with four-wheel drive, it does count. And they're all five seats. And then the Mustang Mach-E is all five seats, so they don't count at all. But yet, a five-seat plug-in hybrid counts. Right, yeah. So the plug-in hybrids, they should not be getting the full tax credit. It should be half. Uh, because it's not... Uh, it does still have a gas engine. It still burns gas. And one of the things that we've seen in the past with um, uh, the plug-in Prius and some others is that a lot of fleets just never plug them in. Uh, and they, they buy them to get that incentive, the tax credit, and then they just use it like a gas vehicle, which is, which is horrible. Worse, because it's never plugged in, so it actually gets worse emissions, worse fuel economy. 
Right, it's carrying around this heavy battery that never does anything for it except some regen. Just push it down and a mountain and, and not off the side, down a mountain drive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So go so, to your local utility and free those cars, break them under their chains, and take them home. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, so uh, the IRS has invited consumers to comment on this matter, and Musk has encouraged people to do so in a tweet. So uh, if if you think these rules need to be improved, uh, which it seems like they need some work, um, go ahead and let the IRS know how you feel about it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I, I was I was hoping there would be more of a uh, an organized. Um, where we could we could write specifically to a, a certain rulemaker where everyone could. Um, maybe mm. that'll come out in the uh, the week coming. Uh, but I think if enough people uh, wrote in and and talked about how this rule is really unfair, uh, you could get action out of this. Um, yeah. Obviously, I can't being Canadian, but uh, I think if a number of Americans were to write in specifically. Uh, and uh, point this out um, because this this certainly this certainly uh, does not uh, appear uh, to be fair. Correct, especially like like when you get the Model Y and the Volkswagen, where arbitrary crap just makes them qualify or not qualify, or or right. not really they don't qualify, but they qualify as cars rather than SUVs, which means that they are cut off. Right. So the, yeah. the whole point of them being and, SUVs and the... is they cost more than cars. I, I right. would suggest one thing Tesla could do, and they don't have to do this, but certainly one thing Tesla could do is obviously since the seven seater uh, is qualifying, why not uh, maybe well, make your system. price a little bit to a you know a break even on the seats and uh, say for you know instead of three thousand maybe it's two thousand, you yeah. get added and it becomes eligible. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, when, we, when we were looking at, uh, I think. For ours, a five seat versus seven seat was twenty five hundred dollars for the X, uh, and that one was a lot more expensive because it has the extra air conditioner and everything. I think the seven seat Y was similar, twenty five to three thousand. Um, so if you qualify for everything else to get this credit, personally, I would just add the seat even if you're not going to use it, and you get that money back, right. and you get a bigger. Well, actually, you get anything because remember the if it counts if the one you wanted counts as a car, you get nothing because it's too expensive. So then you get right. more more than you would have got. Yeah, there's no phase out on these. It's binary. You either qualify yeah. or you don't. And if you don't, it's zero dollars. It can be one dollar over the limit, one pound under the limit, whatever. It's yeah, it's uh, not like some uh, other rules. Derek says there's a petition uh, in the chat area. Uh, Derek, yeah. if you could uh, share the link of that petition with us, I did not see that petition before the show. And also, still do the IRS comment in addition to the petition, because uh, the right. IRS yeah, probably. Not going to read. I mean, not saying that it doesn't count for anything, but I'm saying that the IRS is already expecting a certain style of communication. Right. And you can always talk to your congressperson, right? So, uh, your senator, at least. Yes. <laughs> as, as, uh, as David pointed out. <laughs> and Casey's got our next story about FSD, FSB. What is what is going on with the name? Not the name, but what what's happening with the numbers? Let's talk about the numbers, because the name is, is a touchy subject in California right now. Um, yep. <laughs> um, so Tesla did a, a little mini thread about uh, some of their achievements for the year. And one of the things that, that we wanted to point out was that uh, uh, that they enabled North, anyone in North America who's purchased the FSD to request the beta, reaching a 285,000 car total, which is impressive. Because uh, remember how much uh, we were jumping up and down when it got to 100,000 users? Yeah, is it almost three hundred thousand people with FSD? Probably, probably there now that people had a chance to get their their holiday money. Now that's uh, that's still a little bit short of Elon's guess of a million. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, it's it's also well, when has Elon had an accurate number about any? Of well, that's, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is Elon is all obviously he's he's always been optimistic on any of the numbers or timelines that he's put out there. So, yes. and he, and we know that because he's, he's pushing the company to achieve goals yes. and having, mm -hmm. having a, a number that he knows he's going to reach is not 
asking people to do better or push them to to perform in a way that will propel the company faster and and quicker and getting to the goals that we needed to get to. So I understand why his numbers are optimistic. Uh, but uh, 300,000 or close to 300,000 is uh, nothing to sneeze at. That's that is a lot of data that is now being collected uh, by the computer system, tracking mm -hmm. people's movements with the FSD beta. Yeah. Right. And that million, um, maybe I'm uh, giving him benefit of the doubt, but I interpreted that as there will be a million vehicles that when the Tesla network rolls out, that could join that network as oh, taxis. And, and, it, yeah. um, and, and they've certainly produced even this, this year more than a million uh, threes and Ys that qualify for that. So um, that's the way that I took it is vehicles that uh, when that service becomes available could join. Okay. Not, okay. Yeah, not paying customers for FSD. Yeah. A uh, little slightly different. Like I said, I know I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Uh, another story we can touch upon, which uh, had something to do with uh, Casey's uh, previous story about the South lot at Fremont, yes. uh, was that uh, Tesla had announced the last day of the year, of course, the 31st, uh, they had uh, communicated that Model S and X now qualify for another uh, $10,000 discount on the day. So uh, if you could make arrangements uh, to pick up uh, uh, ten thousand Canadian, it was seventy five hundred U.S. Yeah, yeah, I noticed <laughs> that just now. So, uh, I, I, well, let me ask you two: um, if it was seventy five hundred or ten thousand, would that have made the difference? Would another twenty five hundred dollars for... made the difference? If I was on the market for another one, absolutely. But, yeah. um, um, um. Uh, Pat, Patrick and I both have uh, legacy cars, and mm -hmm. uh, I, I personally wouldn't really be willing to give it up for uh, a slightly tweaked version of the same car. Uh, I, I might consider for something else, like the Cybertruck, but not something that's the exact same size yeah. and, and has a, you know. I, few, I'd be few, curious few to know, like, obviously, when you get down to December 30th and you know what your sales are, as Tesla does, they, they have all the numbers, they have all the data in front of them. And they know they want to reach a certain amount. Um, I wonder how much that actually moved the needle for them. Uh, it would be really interested to know as to how much that call to arms uh, pushed people. And okay, that's it. I'm I'm seeing what I can grab on the website and go down to Fremont South Lot and pick up a car now. Right. Um, I didn't get any well, calls, texts, or emails, so they they must not have felt that I needed one. <laughs> yeah. So um, the the finances certainly matter. But um, one of the things that, that I do to, just to try to be financially responsible is not buy a new car every other year. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I, whenever I buy a car, I, I get a really nice car. I get something that I really want, but I try to keep it for 10 years. And then during that time, uh, my first car, I was able to pay it off and then keep driving it. Well, what did I do with that money? I put it into savings. So then when yeah. I bought my next car, I use that savings to pay cash. So yeah. if you're making monthly payments, you're cutting the bank as part of your money every time. So if you can pay cash, you can avoid that. And then you get into this thing where you're investing for yourself and saving money. And it, it, it all snowballs in the right direction versus having debt, making payments. So, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm not a financial advisor. That's just my philosophy. And uh, so that means I'm not going to be buying a new car, even if I really, really want one. And so <laughs> mine's, you know, got, got some gray hairs, you know, <laughs> it's been around a while. Right. Yeah, as David so, said, you know, so on a holiday you, night, that's, that's a lot really of time to make, make your money move. You really could not have been enticed uh, at this point. It's, uh, right. it's something that you you plan for, and uh, it's uh, it has to follow within that timed window. And uh, yes. David mentioned uh, not much time to put financing together. Absolutely correct. But I believe a lot of the people that are buying these cars, these high-end cars, probably don't have to get financing put together. Uh Probably right. a number of them are are pulling from investments or savings or whatever. But, but even even then, to move the money on on a holiday night, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, oh, the moving of it, yeah. yeah. Tesla wants their money now before they give you the keys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and 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 uh, and uh, Pearson points out that uh, the Model Y is definitely good for ten years. I, I think so. Uh, I think our S and X will probably um, or, or our X and Xs will make it 
till 10 years as well. Uh, I, I, yep. I like to have them for five or six. And mine will be yeah. five this year, next year. Mine's so going to be only five got... this year. So, okay, so May, year, nice. May, I'll yeah. be five. Mine will be five years old. So Mine's seven years old. I got it in 2016. So, yeah, now that we're in 2023, it's, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. And the nice thing about that is Tesla makes so many improvements every year that it's going to be like this. You, you, 10 years Delta, I'm going to have to write a blog post about all the right. improvements they made. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I was happy with this uh, holiday update that uh, that they made the, the GPS easier to read, mm. even, even on our legacy cars. Yeah, oh, speaking still... of the holiday update, that was yeah. uh, kind of fun on, on uh, New Year's Eve. We uh, we uh, did a little song and dance, and it it played uh, Old Anxiety or something that was very appropriate for the New Year's. On the three, huh? Yeah, on the three, yeah. Did um yeah. did ours get the schedule um the the dance the dance they already have built in or no? I haven't looked on the X. I didn't check. Yeah, yeah. I know that we didn't get any new songs for it uh, unless you uh, don't have a legacy car. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm still salty about the the, the remote sense review. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yes. It'll take a while for me. You to hide it well, Casey. You yes, hide it well. Yes. They do <laughs> want you to upgrade. They, they, yeah, they're not stupid. They, uh, they new car, new toy. Come on. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, tempting. That is that is a really bad financial decision to upgrade the car for remote sense review. <laughs> yeah, I would say that, that that is the top of the list of bad decisions. That's almost as bad as when GM told me that if you want responsible. Yeah, definitely. yeah, that's almost as bad as when GM told me that if you want the energy monitor uh, that the car already has inside, but you want to see it, you got to buy a whole new car. Uh, oh wow. Oh, I'll use man. the ad. Thank you. <laughs> Next story to touch upon: uh, Elon was prompted uh, on Twitter. Uh, surprise, surprise! That um, he, uh, this person, had the uh, response that maybe FSD steering wheel nag should be uh, disabled, or, or the ability to disable it after ten thousand miles driven on FSD. Nice. So. Uh, I'm going to argue against that, uh, and I'll tell you why. Um, what I see, and again, I don't have FSD at this point, okay? Obviously, I've driven in a vehicle that's had it, uh, but uh, my problem with a uh, in-beta uh, program is that mm -hmm. no matter if you've driven it 5,000, 10,000, 15,000 miles, until it comes out of that beta and is deemed safe uh, for everyone that they don't have to pay attention, I think you have to pay attention, regardless yes. of. Because as we've seen, uh, Casey, you can, you can attest to this. Patrick, you can attest to this. Is that sometimes the car does in beta some weird things that you're not expecting. And if you happen to be at that point going, showing your buddy, hey, look, I don't have to hold the wheel anymore because I've turned that option off. That's all it takes because you don't know when it's going to do something a little bit ziggy instead of a zag. It's something that... Let's just take out the left rear wheel on a left turn on the curb. Yeah. Let's turn into oncoming traffic on the left turn. That's the whole point of signing the beta as to what you're doing is that you agree that you are going to be monitoring the system at all times. Even to take that away after 10,000 miles that that it's been fine, take away part of it, I, I just don't agree with it. I think I think yeah. what's going to happen is that they're going to do non-legacy cars, so they got the eye in the sky watching you, and if you aren't watching the road, they want your hands on the wheel. Um, and if you aren't watching the road, even with your hands on the wheel too long, then they're taking points off. Um, Like you said, if it if it wasn't prone to just doing the wrong thing, uh, I'd be fine with not having your hands anywhere near the wheel. But uh, if I could put them in my lap, and then I could see that it's about to do something dicey, I already start moving my foot to the accelerator instead of the brake. Don't ask me why. I move my foot to the accelerator, and then <laughs> then I'm grabbing the wheel with two hands instead of one. Yeah, Mark, I'm gonna agree with you on this. Um, just because you've driven ten thousand miles with it doesn't mean you're not going to get complacent. In right. fact, it might make you more likely to get complacent. Right. So these nags are to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to, and that's paying attention. If you're behind the wheel, it's your responsibility. And um, I think from a liability 
perspective Tesla has to say, hey, we're taking these steps to make sure that people are being responsible behind the wheel. And if, if there's a, a setting here that you can, oh, uh, irresponsible mode, on. <laughs> well, then you have to think about it this way, though. The, the first time somebody uh, like like, uh, like Galley did lets their car drive over an embankment or something, uh, and then, then they get a crash, and then somebody finds out they had this, the setting turned to not hold the wheel, there's going to be a field day in the media on it. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good question. What would your insurance company say? Uh uh, and, well, I think yeah, I think it's your fault, regardless. Uh, oh, it is. It is. Yeah, but yes. at this point, uh, whether whether you the option existed to turn it off in FSD beta or not, um, it's your it's your fault, regardless. Right, but, but like like if 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 you did a galley and let your car run over a curb, and then you know it blew out the uh, the left rear wheel, uh, if it was in in FSD and you had your hand on the wheel. Uh, your insurance company might say, oh, it's an accident. But if your hands are off the wheel and you have the thing turned off and they pull your data, I, I can see the insurance company say you were racing or something something not governed like that. Right. Awesome. Yeah, certainly your responsibility, but how much oh, yeah. coverage do you have if you're being irresponsible, right? Yeah. yeah. And then there's always um, inducement or enticement or whatever. I, I'm not a lawyer. Um, that, that they can make arguments of, oh, you made it too easy for someone to knowingly abuse the system. Right. And, and I mean, if they start adding features trouble, like this, how much trouble they got over the name? Yeah, that nobody was confused about. Even the backseat driver, he 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 pretended to be confused about it. Well, um, I mean, as we said on your show, Casey, on uh, on the weekend, yeah. really, the um, the changing of a name is not going to change people's behavior. Exactly. Right. Especially like if they become yeah. complacent. That's all there is. Like, if they're not reading the warning and the agreement that they're signing. Whether it's called popsicle, it doesn't matter because they're right, just going to do the same thing. So it's uh, it's kind of a mute point when it comes to California renaming or wanting it to be renamed to something else. Um, I don't think it's I don't think that solves the problem at all. Um, yeah, people right. are the, the next should be based on your attentiveness and your record of that and. Um, if they see you with your hands on the wheel and maybe you're not putting enough torque on the sensor, but they see you watching the road, uh, okay, now we'll do it less frequently. This person, whenever we've alerted, they've been there, whenever, uh, you know, so it shouldn't be based on how many miles you've driven. That's 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 not a relevant factor as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Especially if, if, if I drive it 9,000 miles and then a kid drives it for the last 100 miles, uh, it's just not the same thing. Um, Oh yeah, will it be driver profile tagged? Interesting. Probably not. Oh, in Tesla, because uh, because anybody can can get you kicked out. So why would why would how many miles be tied to the driver? Uh, Derek asked if, if anyone else had lost the 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 cars displayed on the uh, on the eye of car mind of car view. Uh, I haven't, but if anybody else has, pop it in the chat for Derek. Uh, also, try restarting your your uh, MCU there, uh, Derek. Doing a soft boot. Yep. Yep. And for those that don't know, you hold the two buttons down uh, for five seconds till the screen blanks out, and then it'll do a boot. And you can, you know, you can even do it while you're driving. Although I wouldn't advise it. I would. Tesla doesn't like I would do it, do it uh, if you're parked. Uh, it, it can be done if you're driving, but I think for safety reasons, I would rather do it when you're parked. Right, it's, because you lose your speedometer and other things uh, while you're doing that. So it's it's. Uh... It's weird to drive without the screen when you're used to it. Don't do it. It's not. <laughs> Speaking of something different, uh, Casey's got something about the semi. Sure do. So our favorite uh, Tesla white hat hacker, Green the Only. Uh, no relation. He, right. No relation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he was um, digging around the Tesla electronic parts catalog, which uh, mine did not show this information. He found several uh, diagrams and uh, the one that we wanted to focus on here today was the uh, the battery of the Tesla Semi. Uh, but he went through several subsystems, including uh, the high voltage electrical, the coolant, uh, and and more. But uh, we found out that the battery is partitioned into nine modules. The ones in the middle mm -hmm. are a little larger than the ones on the sides. And, and oh yeah, and, you can see that. I didn't yeah. notice that before. Yeah. And then uh, and then it's got in in three trays. And he's, he suggests that you can uh, kind of reconfigure the the battery on the fly. Uh, I, I don't know that it's necessarily so that you can do it on the fly, but maybe 
So the factory can say put in just two modules and, and call it a short range, or put in three modules and call it a, or I guess mid range and call it a, uh, or put in three modules and call it a long range. Or because these things are so big and so heavy, uh, maybe that's just the limit of the readily available like table carts and, and whatever else you would use to to do service on the vehicle, and, and so they make sure they don't make you get special carts just to take the pack down. Yeah, yeah, so obviously that's a different configuration than any other Tesla car with the, the battery uh, being stacked multiple layers uh, in yes. each of those nine compartments. Um, I think they probably like end up like this. Oh. And, yeah. You think so? I think so. I, I can't wait till Sandy Monroe gets a hold of one so we all find out. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The other thing that, that uh, somebody else pointed out, um, they were advocating uh, why this should be next only in North America. Uh, North American Charging Standard, not uh, CCS, uh, not CCS, um, not MCS three or MCS three. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the the things. One of the things he pointed out was that um, this is the equivalent of twelve uh, model model Ys in there, and 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 a model Y can hold uh, eighty kilowatts for quite a while, and like almost the whole charge cycle, and. So say you start at a megawatt and it has to lower at some point, yes. But um, if it can do the equivalent of, of 12 80 kilowatt charges, that's enough to to meet the the what they promised the drivers to make sure that the the, 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 the truck is waiting on them rather than the truck making them lose driving hours in the, in the day. So right. I thought that was pretty interesting. So, so but, all, all of this, but did they release the, did he figure out the pack size? No, because that's no. A, that is a, yeah that's that's what I want to know. And in his thread, there were there were there were comments that this is the 500 mile pack, and comments that this is the 300 mile pack or the 500 mile pack, uh, 300 mile pack, right? 350. And I'm not sure um, what the short one is the short one, and 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 he didn't say no to either of those. So uh, we also saw pictures of the uh, this one is called the uh, the efficiency axle. This one's called the, the torque axle, and uh, this is the high voltage system. And then we've also got, this is the, um, this one is the HVAC and coolant. I don't know why the driver's seat was highlighted. That's the heated seat. Oh, it's the heated seat, okay. <laughs> uh, then the infotainment and uh, all the processing. So I don't know what's up here above the, the rollover. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, you can see the the autopilot cameras and others, probably the pre-pass as well. You see both of the uh, of the uh, computer uh, screens there. Something's mm -hmm. going on by the driver. Well, I, I, that might be in the mirror. Oh, that could be in the mirror. Yeah, that would be the cameras of the mirror. Uh, then you've got uh, one of these is going to be your MCU, and the other is going to be your FSD. Uh, I'm not quite sure what's going on uh, with the window. Would it be for the heated window, or would it be because it's yeah, in that front would of the vent? That's not the defrost, is it? No, that's not. That's not a computer system. Yeah, and then they've got this. What appears to be a blower or brake booster or something to that effect there. But it was even it was uh, says flux capacitor. I don't think flux so. <laughs> <laughs> Good guess, David. <laughs> oh, and then we got uh, three, four more came out. Uh, so this one is uh, the braking system, which is electrohydraulic, just like on the three S, X, and Y, and. Um, and it's got a, a pedal is directly linked in. And uh, some folks were taking this the wrong way. They were seeing the 48800 and thinking that was the weight of the truck. It is not. It's the maximum weight of the truck, fully loaded. And they obtained that by adding up all of the axles. So uh, if the tractor is running by itself, or if you place a uh, semi-trailer on the rear axle, uh, that is your legal limit if you're above this and you come through a weigh station, you're in trouble. Uh, something that stood out to me, though, is how low the tire pressure is at 45 PSI. Uh, isn't that usually up around like in the 90s there, Mark? Hmm. That is a good question. I, I'm really not sure on that. Uh, that's cold tire pressure here is 45 yeah. PSI. So, yeah, yeah not sure. Actually, I'm, I'm, I, I have no idea what a regular tire pressure would be for a semi. I'll pull it up next. Yeah, I, all I know is that they, they always talk about how you have to fill up the tires for a semi in a cage because of how high the pressure is. So that 45 is not high at all. That's, I mean, my X requires a minimum of 46. 
Yeah, right, the but these are much bigger, down. so you could still it could still be dangerous. Uh, just Good point by. Uh, Back to the vehicle weight. So uh, I thought fully loaded, uh, it could be up to 82,000 pounds. Right, so this is just I'm... the weight on the three axles that the cab comes with, because the trailer is going to come with one or more tire uh, axles uh, of its own to help share that load. Yeah, there's two extra axles that come on a trailer, typically. Uh, I yeah, I said one because the Pepsi chip so, truck, but then yeah, like yeah, a heavy so equipment will have like eight. <laughs> this is the weight per axle on the ones that are part of the semi. Right. Uh yeah okay so it's it's that's the so this would math. this would be just the tractor part of the the truck and right. it's the three axles front mid okay. and rear axles right and uh, okay. for comparison a um a Freightliner is uh is uh, well at least the Freightliner that that was compared was anywhere between fifty and fifty two for the same weight so it's it's right in line okay yeah that's very it. cool. While we discuss it, I'm going to find out how, how much pressure goes on a regular semi-tire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. How very many good. strips of bacon was that seat uh, set to? Because that was pretty hot. That was... <laughs> oh, uh, Bing was says 105, 110 PSI. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. You were right, Casey. That's substantially low. And, and I wonder if you put... Well, you know what? I wonder if they have EV tires like they have on the cars. Hmm. More efficient. Maybe. Yeah. And if not, I wonder if in, if you get some tires that can go that high and you inflate them that high, what, what would that Well, do? with different different tires, there are different inflated amounts, right? So mm -hmm. you can get wildly different ones in cars. Uh, mm -hmm. And I imagine that in semis, there's a variation too. But All right. our last story of the evening, Patrick's got a date that we should put in our calendars. And what's this for, hey. Patrick? That is true. Tesla Investor Day, slated for March 1st. So this is not their uh, standard shareholder meeting. This is a special investor day, and um, I'm excited about it. We always find out interesting things when Tesla has a day, whether it's yes. AI day or battery day. Uh, they've had other investor days before. And uh, so, so uh, uh, Wall Street often misunderstands them. So I wouldn't expect a big stock pop, maybe uh, r related to this, uh, yeah. but actually expect we'll, it to we'll drop. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, like what? Uh, <laughs> often confused. Uh, but uh, this one's going to be at Gigafactory Austin, and uh, it's going to include uh, uh, going through the site. So um, they've already got some operations there going now, and I'm sure they'll have even more when this comes around in March. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we get updates about the 4680, if we get updates about new Gigafactory locations, um, maybe something about the Model 3 redesign with them going to casting, who knows? Um, Model Next, uh, who knows what we'll hear about. Um, uh, it's it, it should be very, uh, these, these are always interesting. Uh, at some point, we have to get updates this year about the Roadster and uh, um, we, we probably won't get, you know, production until after Cybertruck is shipping. They've got to get that one going first. Uh, but uh, it's, the Roadster has been on hold for way too long. And uh, especially considering the size of the deposits that people put down on that, yeah. it's, uh, they've, they've, they've got to do something. It would be really cool if we finally get to see one using their uh, compressed air flying even if it's just for uh, a few uh, seconds and, and just uh, a few uh, centimeters off the ground. Still, I, I want to see one of those. I want to see that really happen. That would be cool. Yeah. What's, uh, what's kind of interesting here in the note was that um, some of those, uh, there's going to be some sort of a scheduled tour through the production facility. That's fun. Right. So uh, that would be interesting. I'm really hoping that uh, Giga Texas does what, Fremont did and uh, opens that up to Tesla owners as well. Um, yeah. I think that uh, that would be a, a big plus. I realize they're scaling up. They're probably concentrating on a number of things, but um, I would think by sometime, you know, this or next year that uh, we should be able to put together some sort of a, a little tour that uh, isn't too intrusive or bothersome uh, for the factory workers. And I think uh, Tesla owners would, would flock to it. Uh, it would be very interesting to have one that was available to be seen in Texas uh, as the Fremont one. Uh, as uh, David uh, indicated that the, the tour is fantastic. 
I would certainly concur with that. Uh, I went on the tour and, and had a great time. So uh, would love to see Texas open up in that same way. Yeah, and the too. other the other note that they put in this was uh, not, not specifically, but they talked about third generation system or third generation platform. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, this could be model this, three. Could be in the model next. Could be right. it. Could be the robo taxi. It could be many things. Uh, yeah. I am really hoping for a model next. Uh, I think that would be, I think that would be huge for Tesla. They have made these. Uh, comments about aiming uh, to cut in half the Model 3 platform when it comes to costs. Um, mm -hmm. Man, I, I would love some more information about that and uh, for us to get an idea finally that, yes, a Model Next is coming uh, or not. Uh, right. At this point, it's, it's, been, it's been kiboshed. I'm hoping that uh, maybe uh, March 1st we'll learn something that will tell us that it's it's back uh, you know back on track or engineers are working on it or or something. Uh, I'm really holding out all hope that uh, I would love to see a, a half price uh, vehicle uh, come as their third generation uh, platform. They have to be careful not to Osborne themselves. Though. Yeah, Osborne. yeah, you do. You you do have to be careful that you're you're not wanting to uh, stop the sales of threes and Ys while people wait uh, for right. something else in the wings. So yeah. uh, definitely, absolutely true. Yeah, and in addition to Osborne, to, to do that, you've got to worry about uh, all the naysayers saying, "Oh, well, they don't even have the Roadster out, and the Cybertruck's not out, and uh, they can't right. say that about the Semi anymore." But man, if they had done that while well, the Semi was still not out, oh. <laughs> right? So uh, yeah, so that those are all good points. We probably won't hear anything about the model next, which is too bad. Uh, I hope they're working on it diligently, but that, that even if they can't talk about it. Um, so uh, we talked about going there and doing the tour. So my plan when I picked up my Model X was to fly down to California, pick it up Damn. at the factory, do the tour, and then uh, drive around the state and drive home. And when I looked into doing that, if I picked it up in California, I would have to play, pay California state sales tax. And I'm like, why would I have to pay California sales tax? I'm not a resident of California. But that is their law yeah. and which is just ridiculous because it was nine percent on this expensive vehicle and so instead i just took delivery local and and so california missed out on whatever tourism money i would have spent uh right. because they, they, they have given you a law. tourism license temporary license hey you have to be out of the state within 48 hours yeah. and then they I mean, get if i want to go to disneyland and do some other stuff maybe a few more days but still yeah, yeah. The, the, some reasonable amount of time where I'm obviously not establishing residency just because I came down for a vacation. Uh, and, and now with Austin, they have weird laws about taking delivery in the state. You can fly to you Austin, in the state. <laughs> get, see your car, and then you're both driven out of state so you can yes. buy it. And then you can come back if you want. <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe I could take delivery of a California-made vehicle in Austin. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> this is just crazy. Why are these states being so dumb? <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, Derek must be in California. <laughs> well, that about does it. I want to remind everyone, if they haven't already, please give us a thumbs up. Press that subscribe button. It helps us out immensely. We would really appreciate it. Also, next week, we are going to be taking your numbers for That's 2023 right. production. So think about it for the week. And when we get back together next Wednesday, we'll take it through the chat room. Uh, we'll also take it through the, the uh, notes uh, if you want to send it uh, later. Um, but uh, please uh, think about that number. What is production going to be like in 2023 based on the numbers that we've already seen in the past two years? So yeah. keep that in mind. And, and I guess uh, our winner this year was Paul uh, with a 1.38 guess when the actual number is 1.37. So uh, yes. congratulations, wow. Paul. Well done, you win Paul. absolutely nothing except for bragging <laughs> rights for another year. Right. So, Under uh, Tesla life points, non-redeemable. That's right. That's right. right. Uh, maybe so. maybe this year, uh, Patrick and I will, will make a, uh, uh, Patrick or I, or, or both of us, will make a nice chart for next year. Oh, I don't know. Maybe the rules are closest without going over, so Paul loses. <laughs> 
no, no, you can't. You can't change twenty twenty two. We can make it change for twenty twenty three, but Paul's the no, one closest. Year. Closest is five. Yeah. Yes. Okay, it was closest. <laughs> Very good. So, uh, any uh, shoutouts for us, Casey? Yeah. So on Sundays, as Mark pointed out, uh, we do a, a, another show, and uh, it's it's similar to this, but uh, there's no time limit, and uh, there's no. Uh, real subject limit either so it's it's kind of free-flowing and uh and hope you join us at 110 eastern on sundays at uh, youtube.com at casey green fantastic and uh patrick any any updates from your side yeah i i was uh watching casey's show and all of a sudden i'm like who is this mark guy i know him <laughs> oh what that was kind of cool so you pop on there uh, so yeah, check out Casey's show and uh, I blog at carswithcords.net. Um, Oregon You're just end up on there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Yeah, um, Oregon has just joined in our neighbors uh, to the north and south, Washington and California, in banning gas cars as of 2035. So uh, yes, electrify. So if you want to drive um, from the Space Needle to Crater Lake and down to Rodeo Drive. And you want to buy a new car to do that? You're going to have to go out of state to do that. So uh, the West Coast, we're we're moving toward that future free from fossil fuels. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, that's it. And as always, I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeba.org. Check it out. Thanks. Very good. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Again, press that like button, press that subscribe, and we'll get together next week and find out what's happening in the Tesla life. Indeed. And thank you, Lee Moon. Stay positive, test negative. <laughs>